The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Separated your deep ball from everybody else. My deep ball it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in in, in high school. Hootay Nation, welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host Zim Hootay. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. How you guys feeling? Whole lot of dubs. Whole lot, whole of, lot dubs. of dubs. Whole lot of dubs for real and. I just want to say this because I I noticed when, and I'm sure you noticed them when you were doing the stream, it was people feeling two different type of ways. Like I had a lot of people that was cheering for us to win. Um, I had some people that were just like, what are we doing? Just enjoy this W right now. That's all I'm going to say is, you know, we have only had four wins on the season. For us to win two games in a row without Joe Burrow, with all of the injuries, you know, you have to sometimes focus on some of the good things that are coming in. Like Zim said on the last episode, that is why you don't hone in on one player because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what teams are going to do behind you. You don't know what teams are going to do in front of you. You can only control what you can control. So with that being said, I just want everybody to just not fight with each other. What's done is done. What's done is nah, done. We got let him fight it week. out. Let him fight it we out. We got one more week. <laughs> but... I enjoy, I enjoy the I like when they fight it out though I do because like it gives it I because it gives me perspective like I, I see you could sell me on Suwell which wouldn't be hard you right. could sell me on you know anybody after that too right. like as long as you got a legit plan I love hearing both sides of it but you you want everybody to take the time to pause and celebrate yeah at least take the time to pause and celebrate because it's been a rough season like think about it like. Think about the last time you've been able to two weekends in a row say that the Bengals have won a game, let alone Zach Taylor's first road win of his career happened today. Like, just take time. I know I know we're going to get to it, and we can, we can wait until that happens and the season unfolds. 
But I've seen a lot on both sides. But like Zim is saying, just take some time to at least enjoy this win. It might not mean much to some people. I understand. I get it. Totally understand. Uh, but enjoy this win. But kicking it off, Zim, what, do you, what were your thoughts on this game? You on mute. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't think we had the chance to talk to anybody uh, on actual Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Appreciate y'all coming out again tonight with another duck. Uh, but one of my thoughts in the game, uh, the running back conversation came up a lot. You know, uh, Zach called another really good game. Jets, fake jet sweep. Like I said, look, we got a new wrinkle against Pittsburgh. Fake jet sweep. You could work so much off of that, screens, whatever you want to do. Like, that play was money at, at the time today. It, it, my mind is going to – let me let me slow, slow it down. Zach Taylor called another really good game. But what is a good game? A good game is a balanced offense, and that's what made it a, balance, a, a good game. Zach gets his first uh, away game. The only reason why I, I brought up the running back part of it is because throughout the game, everybody's like, man, P. Ryan's, you know, running really well, and uh, – you know, uh, Trayvon Williams had good runs. And now look at Gio. Like, look at Gio in the pass-catching game. Uh, and, it, and it brought me to this one point that I just sat there and said, if they refuse to, you know, throw the ball to Joe Mixon, like, uh, an insane amount of times in the season, you can't pay him that much money. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't really impact a game like that. And I even got on the, uh, Twitter and John Sheeran and me just – Kind of, uh, we talked about it on since you know another one of our sister jungle brothers. But that's what I was thinking throughout the game. It's like, why are they so good at running the football right now? Joe Mixon was there earlier. They were very bad at running the football. You know, like I guess that was that was my main focus that I had in the game. And as far as winning and losing, it's just healthy to win because I don't. I, we already know that Joe Burrow has a mindset to say he believes he's going to win every single game. I don't believe everybody in the locker room felt that way. So by them working on it, and we're talking about Von Bells, Mackenzie Alexanders, all the people that started probably feeling down on themselves a little bit, all the, the Mike Daniels of the worlds and everybody is now elevated to this point that says we can hold it, we can hold it down. And so now next year when we go into the season, a lot of people will saying, well, these are like a lot of backup players playing against what like not for us on defense. A lot of these guys that are in there, including William Jackson. And, and Carl Lawson or whatever, all these guys are just getting reps, 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 building it up. And if those are the same guys and you now have the new core that believe that they can win, even if Joe Burrow was to go down or something like that, to me that's a super powerful tool to use uh, when you're going to draft and when you're going to free agency to know that you have guys that are willing to go all out into the season and go win. And um, a lot of people were bummed out in my life, too, about, you know, about Penny, because it looks as though right now you probably aren't going to get Penny. Um, and, and for me, like you were saying earlier in the show, you know, control what you can control. And for me, I did a contest in the live and I said, go look at the 2009 NFL draft. The Bengals picked six in that draft. In that draft, uh, I, I did another uh, question that somebody won the, the prize for something else. But I referenced this early in the live, and I said the number two pick was a guy I never even heard of. I remember his name. He got picked number two. He was a tackle, had the same drive, same same upside as Penny, all these different things. The guys that went after him, if you guys want to look it up, y'all could go pull it up. Uh, but the guys that went after him, you know, they suck. 
and, and, and Andre Smith, and we don't all consider him, you know, a elite by any standards, but they picked him sixth, and he probably was the – Matthew Stafford went number one. But out of the, out of the top ten, it was like Andre Smith and Stafford. Uh, Michael Crabtree got picked like number ten. Terrible draft. But it just goes to show you if you get so enamored, so engulfed with one player, then you're, you, you set yourself up for this thing where you just know – that something possibly could go wrong. And that's why I always go back to just get the best guy. And if we can win right now, go get in these guys, Mike Daniel, Mike Daniels, Jesse Bates, William Jackson, the whole crew, Tyler Boyd, uh, Higgins, all these guys that you know that are going to come back by winning right now. It lets those players know that, you know, we can win and we just go get another guy that's the best one, not drafting by position. But I can't even really see it. But that draft is terrible. But that was a draft where, you know. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I was going to roll off those for the listeners that might not be able to see this. Matthew Stafford, number one. Jason Smith, number two. Right. Is the tackle that went to the Jason Rams. Smith, bump. Uh, Tyson Jackson, Aaron Curry. It was a bad draft, like you said. Mark Sanchez. Bengals got Andre Smith. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay. Eugene Monroe. BJ Rogers. Brian, Brian Arakbo is probably like the most – between him and Stafford, probably – I I, re, I, vague, I remember this draft, and when Andre Smith got picked, I wasn't really too thrilled. But to look at the list now, it just goes to show you. Now, I don't well, think this – One thing i say is Andre Smith really was supposed to be one of the top tackles in this draft, but then he showed up to the combine overweight. He had that notorious picture of him running his 40 with his body flopping and right. stuff like that, and they sent him home from the combine. So right. he had, like, that big issue there. But like you said, it's funny because a lot of our our uh, fans, they didn't like the Andre Smith pick, right? But right. the guys that were picked before Andre Smith were bigger busts. Like, I'm not – and I'm not going to – I said that like Andre Smith is a bust. He's not a bust. I don't believe that. But I, I feel like Eugene Monroe and Jason Smith were busts. Right. And I think – I do too. Andre Smith was a solid player. Like, no, he never lived up to, like, Willie Anderson. But, I mean, that's a future Hall of Famer there. Even he was a good player. Even the linebacker that was right there, um, it, it kind of in, – in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of this draft a little bit. Aaron like, Curry? Aaron Curry. He yeah. was hyped. He was, he I remember. He was, super, he was super super hyped the same way that you – I think it was Parsons or something. They're trying to Michael hype Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. They're trying to right. hype up like some guys that I don't really believe in that much or whatever. Right. And I right. think Penny is lit. But I'm going to tell you – I'm going to ask you this too, and we'll, we'll get back to the game. I will say this. We do we do have our backup quarterback. I, I will say that. Fact. I feel I feel really good with him. Like I don't even have to look at the draft. Like, right. like, like cool. We good on we good on quarterback. We can move on to the next position, period. Like mm-hmm. no problem. But uh I was gonna ask you this. Um if you had ah, I forgot what I was gonna say. My bad. No, 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 you good. I think you hit on something really good. Brandon Allen, I mean, this dude almost threw for 400 yards today. I think, like you said. Zach called a great game. Uh, a lot of like decisions that he made in that game, I really enjoyed. I was worried when uh, the Texans let us score. You kind of peeped that they just let us score that last touchdown. So I was worried there that that would come back to bite us. And one thing that stuck out, I think that a lot of people talked about, was the edge rush not getting home. Like they were there a bunch of times, but they finally were there when it mattered at the end of the game. And Hubbard hits uh, Watson, makes some fumble into Marcus Hunt's lap. It was it was a crazy game, but I really like a lot of the things that we saw out of it. You mentioned the run game. That was one thing that I did not like about Zach Taylor early on was he was non-committal to the run game. 
These past two games, he's clearly committed to the run game. Uh, the other thing, Alex Erickson, we give him a lot of flack. He came through today. He had a very solid game today. I think one of my favorite plays of the game was when Brandon Allen hit him with like that perfect pass over the middle in stride, and he made that play. Um, so beautiful, beautiful play. Beautiful play. But beautiful I'm gonna play. tell you. But I'm gonna ask you this. People ask me this because I will. I I still get on Alex Erickson every week, like mm -hmm. you said. But a guy posed a question to me. He said, "Now, do you believe in Alex Erickson in the middle of the game?" I said, "It's not that I don't believe in Alex Erickson. It's that I believe that the guys that are in front of him should have been that the guys that should have been in front of him, or like or kick returns, Brandon Allen and I mean Brandon Wilson." And Darius Phillips, right? Oh, don't she, remind me of that Wilson kick that got called back. <laughs> right, right. So, like, if we're talking about like the most talented players playing, right. like Alex Erickson wouldn't be out there. Now, Alex Erickson being your six wide receiver, uh, John Ross is on IR, who John Ross should start over Alex Erickson just off of his body of work previously. Even if you feel like John Ross is not lit, just the stats alone, his his measurables are higher in every in every category. Mm -hmm. That's the only problem I have with Alex Erickson. It's not that Alex Erickson is not a good football player. Naturally, to get to the NFL, you better be making some. You gotta be good. Like you can't just be fast or just strong. Like you gotta do all these things. So, like A said though, like special shout out to Alex Erickson because he played the way he's supposed to play at NFL level. You run the route. You know exactly where you need to be, and and I could tell he he did exactly what he had to do to, to be in the best position. No, that's facts. It's just the way that this team came out and played, like, honestly, early on, that game was way closer than or way further away than the score kind of indicated. It just was, you know, we missed the cyber field goal. They just came out humming, and they carried over that Irish momentum trash. from – Yeah, he's super trash. They carried cyber over that trash. momentum, and it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. T. Higgins, I didn't even notice. I didn't even know that he was Thousand. going to – I think he would – Broke the record for rookie. rookie receptions. I didn't even know that that was happening. I was I was looking for him to get a thousand yards. I didn't even know that he had like the most receptions. And that was in a game where I think he dropped like maybe one or two. So he he showed out today. AJ showed out today. I mean, they just drew sample had his first touchdown of the season. Hey, hey I, I, that's another thing I was going to tell you about. Sample had a good game last week. The number I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the number one reason, and I said this since before the season started. Right. It had Sample got picked in the fourth or fifth round. Everybody would love Drew Sample because right. you say, well, you know, when our our best tight end goes down, like we don't miss a beat or Drew Sample can block really, really well. Or you will hone in on it because of where he got picked is always going to be the detriment to, to Drew Sample. Had he got right. picked in the fourth or fifth. And especially if you look at the people that that got drafted like right after. Like, for me, I, I, I definitely agree with that. take. I think for me, the most frustrating part about it wasn't even just the Drew Sample pick alone. You have to remember, we were pretty high up in that second round, and they traded back. They moved back. So it was like when they moved back, it kind of threw me off because I was expecting Greedy Williams, one of those picks to happen. And the fact that they moved down and didn't really get much for um, that second, like moving, moving down in the second round, I think they only got like a fifth-round pick or something crazy. It wasn't even good value. And then for them to get Drew Sample, it just – that was just like what, what killed it for me. But I do think you're right. If Drew Sample was picked in the fourth or fifth round, nobody would really care. But I think it's it's always that thing where you're going to look at who was on the board, who they should have taken instead of him. And if you have to end up picking pits again next year in the first round, that makes it even worse too 
But I do think that Drew Sample, it was, even though you guys know I'm not a huge Drew Sample guy, I don't wish bad on the man. I want him to, you know, score and do what he can um, to make a role for himself on this team. And I feel like that gave him some confidence there to do that in this game. So I am glad that he did get his first touchdown. Right. And the number one thing that I saw in the comments is DJ is DK Metcalf. That's the number one guy that we always but at the time you didn't need DK Metcalf. Like and that's the like, thing. It's similar to Jerome Simpson. It's similar to Jerome Simpson. Cause I remember being there and I was like, we gotta take Deshaun Jackson. We gotta take Deshaun Jackson. And it's like Deshaun Jackson doesn't go. And they take Jeremy uh or, or Jerome Simpson, who nobody knew at the time. This was right. back in the day. He only had one highlight. I still remember that when we drafted him. They just showed one highlight of Jerome Simpson catching the deep pass. And anytime that I saw Deshaun Jackson go off, it always was like, man, we could have saw him today. We could have had Deshaun Jackson. Did you see him who? today? Deshaun Jackson? Nah, I didn't. He did he go <laughs> off today too? Jalen Hurts. Early, bro. 90 yards. House. Oh, my God. DJX is one of my favorite receivers, too. Like, House, so I wanted him to come to the Bengals. It didn't happen, but it just is what it is. Like, you can't you can't really – the one thing that I learned, I think, today is you can't control what other teams are going to do, and you just got to live with what it is. Like, if the Bengals bring back Zach next season, there's nothing that I can really do about it at this point because he won two big games. I can't live in a fantasy and be like – and tell y'all – He's going to be going tomorrow when that's not going to happen. Um, but it is what it is. You just got to hope for the best. You got to hope that we get better coaches on the staff to help him out. You got to hope that we go out in free agency and spend money on the line, defensive line, offensive line, whatever it is, and do what it takes. And I think that I think that this season will teach them, especially with what happened to Joe Burrow, that they have to go all in and they have to work with what they have. Because if they're going to keep this Zach and Burrow relationship together, they have to put them in a place to succeed. And we just have to hope on that. I mean, it's only week 16. We haven't even seen free agency yet. We haven't seen the draft play out yet. A lot of stuff can change from now until then. So like I say, enjoy the win. Zim, at this point, the Bengals have moved down to, I believe it's like the number six, number seven spot. I think it's still pending. Number six. It's, it's number six because Carolina yeah. won. Did Carolina win? I know they were yeah, winning. They were winning when I, let, let's go to Tankathon right now. Let's take it. Let's take yeah, a let's look go to for Tankathon. I got you. We're gonna look at that. So we're number five right now. Yeah, because, because Carolina won. I think Carolina, Carolina won. won. So we're still so, in the so, top five. That's what so, I wanted. To, but, but let's look at. For. You know, one thing I saw earlier today was Jacksonville fans cheering so loud. Yes, yes. When, it's, and, it's and, like Upper Burrow. But like, I don't. I don't know if the. I don't know if Paul Brown was ever like that, like where they were cheering like that. Like uh, it. I don't think so, bro. They was cheering so Hold crazy on. for the opposition, like it was like insane. That I'm like, this. That's a little weird. But um, let's take a look. Jacksonville's number one, Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Jets. Sam Darnold strings together two wins just now. He loses today, right? But there, for me, bro, I cannot think for once. I, I just don't think that for me that they should go get Penny at number two. For me, um, Sam Darnold has not shown enough in the new coach or whatever that comes in because isn't Gase can. Then, I would think Gase would be out of there. All right, so let's say Gase is gone. There is nobody in the world 
that's going to sign up and go down with somebody else's guy. I still that's feel cool. like I still feel like the Jets. Like when y'all see Zach Wilson hype, like climb up the blow, like climb up this all season. Zach Wilson's name is going to shoot up the the board like no other. They're going to be talking about him in some. I've had like a draft insider tell me like they're going to be talking about Zach Wilson possibly going number one because they're going to be talking about like the mechanics, all this other stuff, right? I can I cannot see them passing up on him and Fields, and you're unsure, Darnold. Like to me, like you still got to go quarterback and move Darnold, like and, or or have Darnold as your backup, like in a and maybe it's not the healthiest situation, but the quarterback is that valuable um, that I don't think that Penny on that team for Darnold is, is not enough. Okay, so the next pick is the Dolphins. That's the one that would take Penny. Yeah. Because the two, because the Dolphins got the uh, pick from Houston. That's the one. That's, that's when what pisses me off. That's so where I'm Miami, like, I knew Penny's gone. Then Miami Atlanta screws us again. <laughs> then, then, then Atlanta to me. Oh well, it's uh, is it over? So hold on. Let's let's see this. If if oh, it doesn't matter because Houston got the pick from the Dolphins. Yeah, Houston. If Houston wins next week, then they're five and eleven. And let's say we lose, yeah, like they, we would jump back in front of them, though. So, but this, this is my thing, um, Houston, right? I mean, I'm sorry, Atlanta is next. I still think they're talking. I think three quarterbacks got to come off board before we go. If we're at the number five spot, I still think they're looking at Justin Fields as the back. He's the perfect predecessor to um, for Matt, Matt Ryan, like mm-hmm. perfect. Like, perfect. It's the Jalen Hurts situation. It's the same thing. Matt Ryan is almost like Marvin Lewis in Atlanta. It's like he's good, but all the fans and everybody just like, man, it's just time for him to get a new start somewhere else. Um, we're not winning games with this guy. And it's that type of situation. Or Atlanta gets out of the pick. But either way, like, I think they're going to pick a quarterback. It's really just us versus Houston. Because then after that, then you go to Philly. They already got their quarterback. Then Detroit. They pretty like Matthew Stafford is not like Darnold. Like Matthew Stafford, I have been hearing some Matthew Stafford could get traded though. I have they they were trying to trade him, I think, before the season. It, and then after that, the list is too long. Like it's just like a yeah, eight way, it's an eight-way tie. But I mean, two is there. Like I, I really feel like Dolphins winning helps us a lot because that's from Houston. Right. Yeah, if Houston if Houston wins, I mean, I'm sorry, not that yeah, Houston. Yeah, that would that would help us for sure. I think I think that puts you with, back in with, the pennies, with the Jets pick. I think you're right. Like it depends on what the coach thinks of Darnold when he comes in. Because generally, if you got a new GM, you got a new coach, they're gonna want to go and get their guy. Like if right. Darnold isn't their guy, hey. then they'll, they'll probably go somewhere. The only thing that makes me think about it is is. He's only 21, right? And they haven't really put anything around him. So I don't know if someone's going to come in and say, this guy has had trash around him and I can maybe work with him. Maybe I could get a penne. But there easily could be a guy that comes in that's like, he doesn't fit my system. Let's ship him off for something or somewhere else. And I don't even know what you get for Sam Donner. Honestly, like, I don't know if it's like a Josh Rosen. Like, technically, he was picked higher than Rosen. So Rosen went for, I think, a second round pick. So I don't know if you still can get... I think I think I think I I think Pat's give I think the Patriots or somebody like it you know like that's a team that could work with Darnold and I think his value probably be like a second or third round pick third at the late like Darnold is 
that's that. I just can't see a coach signing up for him. But he's got a lot of bad tape. He's got a lot of bad tape, and that's right. why I'm like, I don't know. I just can't see. Could a coach Jacksonville back. trade up from 21 all the way up into the top five? Could they? Could they be willing to do? Like, it's a whole bunch of like, if the Jets, if the Jets feel like they have a whole bunch of holes, which I feel like they do. They might be better off trading out of the number two pick and trying to get as many picks as they can, trying to pull like a Miami or something like that. It's going to be intriguing. But I think, like right. you said, best like like Zim said, if the Jacksonville Jaguars take a quarterback, if the Jets take a quarterback, Miami, I think I think Panay goes to Miami because right. his line isn't the greatest there. Right. And, 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 I mean, and he's just too good to pass up. So, like, right. I'm not – I'm I'm not here to try to talk nobody out of the Panay joint. It is like control right. control what you can control, right. but there are situations or scenarios that you probably could still get Panay. But this is the one question I was going to ask you: This, mm-hmm. do you think that it matters that players opted out, like somebody like a Panay or Jamar Chase? It matters to me just because I feel like they'll be more healthy. Like I think a lot of people discount the fact that in college, essentially, and I never caught on to this until. I started listening closely to players, and I think it was Tyler Boyd that said that. And if you notice, whenever you hear, like, any rookie at the end of the season, they're like, finally I can get a break because I've been, like, basically running the whole time. They are literally playing right now. They're going to leave from this. They're going to go straight into camps. They're going to go straight into the draft, going and doing interviews. After that, they're right back into training camp. Then they're right back into a season. So for me, I think it's better that you have somebody like a Jamar Chase or a guy like a Panay that opted out that doesn't have all of that wear and tear or any injuries from the college season that are going to be completely healthy. Um, But, I mean, it could also pose a risk that if they didn't play, they might get hurt. So to me, I think think that the good outweighs the bad in that scenario. What do you think? Total different take than me, right? For me, I was was telling somebody this earlier, like, the fact that I, 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 I agree, like, Super healthy, and that's more important. But because they haven't been getting all that action throughout the season, like a lot of the soft tissue stuff and all that stuff starts to pop up because now you're running at a full speed after a whole year essentially off. That's one aspect of it, and I don't think that's a big one. But the second one is just a mental aspect of it. Some of the greats in football that I could think of, including like Joe Burrow, if let's say Joe Burrow, or or let's just say Trevor Lawrence, he's are easily the number one, you know, quarterback coming off the board, you know, like no matter what, right? The smart thing to do if I'm if I'm Trevor Lawrence's father is tell him, like, yeah, just opt out, you know, son. We're going to, you know, make sure that you have a healthy NFL thing. But the dog in Trevor Lawrence is saying, nah, I'm not ro- I'm not rolling out on my guys under no circumstances. Like, like players, all of the, the great players that we like from, like, the 90s and stuff like that, they not opting out of no situation like that. Like that, that's what I'm thinking in my heart of in my heart of hearts. So like sometimes when people tell me about Jamar Chase and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, I've seen a lot of I, I love Jamar Chase. I even said I thought he reminded me of like DJ Moore a little bit um last week. But like them opting out just kind of like rubs me the wrong way. I get it, and I'm not here to fault them for it, but it um, you know, it just it just I don't know, it throws me off. So we got a um a quick a quick post here from one of the fans of the show, Cincinnati Kid five one three. He says that it's his daughter's first birthday today. Can she get a shout out, Zim? Hell yeah! What's up? 
happy happy birthday, Cincinnati kid daughter. You ain't say her name. Yeah, that's why I asked him. Let her let us know what the name is. We'll have Zoom chat her out. Uh, we got another, we got a super chat here from my man John. He says a lot of things can change. The Jets could trade Darnold. Devontae Smith could win the Heisman and jump chase. A lot of things could happen. Appreciate both of y'all. Appreciate that, John. Yeah, I think I think you're right. A lot of things could change. Uh, we got another super chat here for two dollars. Appreciate that, bro. Dark Fire MCBE. He just says, Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. Ski. Happy birthday, Ella. Happy birthday, man. Ella Marie. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes, sir. Um, I guess like you you were asking me some some things about the game, right? Right. And I guess because my mind, I'm just preparing myself, like, what's the next move? How do we get to it? But there's a lot of things I think Jesse Bates played, you know, like probably one of the one of his worst games this year that I've seen. A lot of missed tackles. He's the one that got uh, David Johnson shook him out that hole and dropped him, and David Johnson took off on him. Like it was a, a bunch of plays that he didn't make, but that's okay. But I'm just saying, like these are the different things that I just I just remember throughout the game. But it was a really good, entertaining game, I thought. And I'm really, really happy that um, they are back to winning. And you got to control what you can control, like A said. And there's some guys out there, and we're going to argue in here. I'm going to tell you about that dude. That, that, somebody said, we got to get an edge rusher. The best one is the dude, Quiddy, whatever his name is, that played for Michigan. Yes. I do not like that dude. Like, go watch his highlights, bro. Like, whenever you get a chance, go check him out. It's Quiddy something. It's the defensive end for the, uh, for the Wolverines. And he's only got two sacks. Does not look good to me, bro. Like, but that's a name to keep your eye on. He kind of remind me of, uh, like, you know how they was hyping Taco Charlton? Yes, Taco. Yep. He's Taco 2.0. It's like, I don't want – get that dude away from me. Don't even bring his name up with me. Like, I can smell him. He's Quitty Pay. That's his name. Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. I do not yeah, like I that. Think, I think from what I've I don't seen, like the only people – I haven't even looked into it as much. But I know uh, the most person that I keep hearing about is Gregory Rousseau from Miami. I've seen him all over the board. I think when I first started looking at mock drafts, he was pretty high. Now I'm seeing him in like the second, the second half of the first round. So who knows? I don't. Who knows what can happen between now and then? He could go to the combine and run a four four and jump up to the top five. So it's it's definitely super early to tell. Want to give a shout out to the OBI. Um, our fellow podcasters, it seems like they were in the chat, said, what's up? What's up with you guys? Um, since he jumped family. Uh, but outside of outside of that, I know we're getting close to wrapping up. Um, one thing I want to ask you is, do you want to beat the Ravens? <laughs> um, this, is a, this is a tough one because I think John, I think Joe Goodberry said we could go all the way from five to, to 12. 12. You can go to 12. So and, you're talking and, about possibly and, hey, bro, not getting I'll, Jamar Chase, not getting <laughs> Kinney, and not getting our guy Pitts either. <laughs> I do not. Hey, look. All right, all right. I, I jumped the gun. This is the this is the this is the most I looked at the draft before the season ended ever. Like me looking at Joe Burrow last year, like crazy, crazy looking at Joe Burrow. This this is the first time I actually sat down and took out a lot of time. Right outside mm -hmm. of the top eight, nine, ten, or whatever. Ain't nobody looking so nobody looking crazy to me, bro. Like nobody, like nobody. Like I literally go to Walter uh, football and all these other ones. I go look at different rankings and I say, all right, I'm gonna go look at this. Nobody outside of top ten jump. That's why I say that do pretty pay or whatever. Yeah, oh, nah. nah, nah, bro. Nah. But that's 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that, that's the only thing. I'm, I just, after we just talked them out of Panay, like, now I'm like, <laughs> bro, the, the talent is just not there. I'm sorry. It's, it's tough, it's, man. Like, not, as much not, as. Not jumping off the screen talent. I ain't going to say the talent out there. Who knows? This draft is about to be fire for real, especially like the wide receivers. Like, it's going to be some fire in it. But like the yeah. top 10 guys, like, it's, it's not jumping off the screen, bro. No, nah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I want to. Um, Who do you say, Pitts like, or Chase? Pence or Chase? No, Pitts or Chase. Pitts? I, I would take. I would take. I would take Pitts. I would oh, take Pitts. Just because I think, like you said, like, and I just read up on some more of him. They said that they've never seen a tight end like Pitts ever, which is crazy. Which right. is insane. Like, right. right. You, you think about like all of the crazy like tight ends that just came back. Just that I can think about. In history, like one that sticks out, and he wasn't the best per se, but Vernon Davis. I remember right. he was like the first tight end that was running like a four, 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 three. And they're saying that this guy is like there's yes. never been something like this. Yes, yes. So do you remember this, this is about four or five shows ago? I don't know what what and I and I came on here. That was like I said something and I said mm-hmm. pits because I had just watched like a whole bunch of pit stuff like that week. Right. Because I was watching Sports Center and I saw him get like two touchdowns. So right. I'm like, who is this dude? And then I and then I, I go look online. I'm like, yeah, they talking like top 20. Two weeks later, top 10. Top 10. One week later, top five. I'm like, duh. Like this dude, like that's why I never really been at cra- like Panay, I want him really, really bad, right? Right. Facts. But Pitts, you want to talk like and, and then looking at the gear that Kelsey just had. Yes, exactly. Like, it, it just, exactly. I, mean, I mean, like now coming out, he ain't gonna be blocking like Kelsey. Like that's no, nah, he's not. Kettle, I mean Kittle and Kelsey. That's why you not, got Drew Sample though. But like, yeah, but you don't want to be predictable though. Like, what? That's the beauty of Kittle right. and Kelsey is like you don't know what they're gonna do because they're so good. I don't think fans like you could probably go online and go look. Kelsey is so he maybe might be a better blocker than he is a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. And think about it, he's leading the league in receptions. That's how good he block like like you his PFF grade for blocking is might be the same as his catching. Like right. it's amazing, bro. So Pitts is not that. I ain't saying that. Pitts is not blocking, but he has the potential to and he has the frame. And and, and as far as catching skills, like never. I, I haven't seen not 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 for me watching this before the draft. Never seen a tight end like that. No, nah, I'm with you. I think, like, when I look around the division, I just feel like he's someone that can exploit the rest of this division because, believe it or not, even though the AFC North is hard-nosed, I think you look everywhere in this division and there's, like, a question mark at linebacker. I know people are going to say, but Pittsburgh has Devin Bush. Yes, they have, but Devin coming Bush is up and, up and down. He's coming off of ACL. He's never had to cover somebody like Pitts in his life. So you talk about that. You talk about he, does, the he doesn't. He doesn't do it well, though. He does. They do try to cover it. Right, right. You talk about the Browns. They don't have anybody for Pitts. You talk about the Ravens. The kid that they just took in the first round. He's not gonna be able to cover him. I just think that it's a major weakness that we can exploit in this division if we take Pitts. I feel like the Bengals, right? And I'm a. I'm a. This is the last thing I'm saying. Um, but I feel like, and I was telling you this. I think off the air, is that. The Bengals, if you take a look at our 2005 roster and our 2015 roster, at the time, 
And although I love the years when we swept everybody and, and, and Cedric Vincent is running like crazy and everything like that, like that's one of my favorite years, right? Right. But if you look at our history, yeah, we got the trenches right, but there we've always had a really good wide receiving core in a in, in a different level of, of of greatest show on turf type offense, like an element to us that the Ravens and the Steelers probably never really had. Like if, if you go back in their history, you'll go find like Franco Harris's of the world, them getting play action to, to Lance Juan, who didn't have the speed. Like you, if you look at their history, like it's not like this. Like and I just feel like adding pits just kind of makes it, it kind of plays on to what I think when we were at our best. When Jermaine Gresham was at his best or when Eifert was at his best, it just reminds me of so many of the teams like, that did really, really well and scored a lot of points. And it was really hard. Like you couldn't stop 2005 Bengals. Right. Like you, you yeah. couldn't stop them. Like, because the quarterback was that much better. 2015 Bengals, you could stop them. You know, there were ways like they, they weren't that efficient in the red zone. People don't really remember that. They had real bad, like red zone comes at a couple points, but they were scoring big chunks a lot. But 2005, like, but if you get a pitch or something to me, 2015, though, I think not not to cut you off. Go ahead and finish. No, I was just gonna say, like, I know that the defense, you know, might not be elite or whatever, but I just mm-hmm. think if they score and they're a little bit more finesse than the rest of the division, it kind of forces the division's hand. It's like I want to get really good in the trenches or whatever, but I, I definitely think it's something to be said that I think Zach, if we do go on with Zach, right, is mm-hmm. now finding the running game. But and you know he likes to pass, and, and it's okay if we're a pass-first offense. Just not not running at all was the problem with me. And that's the thing that I just want to say. It's like – and Pitts would represent that to me. It's like we know we're going to put 27-plus on whoever had every single week. And, right. and the rest of the division has to adapt to that too. They got to try to slow us down, trying to run the football. I think that could be our calling card if you go with somebody like Pitts. And and for people that wanted to win in the trenches, it would kind of take that away, I guess, by not getting Penny. But if the Bengals, if Bengals fans are really, really smart, you got to put the pressure on the front office. It's not their fault that they didn't get Penny. The same way y'all feeling about Penny, they got the money to go get Trent Williams, who's coming arguably coming off of arguably his next his best season. He's going to probably demand eighteen million per, which is very, very high for somebody that age. But if you really, really want to protect Joe Burrow, go get Trent Williams for four years. Lock him up, and it's a whole lot of money, right? But we're not talking about no learner curve. We're not talking about a guy coming off no opt-out. And you could go get Pitts or Jamar Chase or whoever you want and pair them up with the best tackle, like probably like third best tackle in football. Like he's you, – you just got to pay him. So don't be mad at the Bengals for winning. Be mad at the front mm-hmm. office if they don't go get the dog – that's gonna cut. That's gonna uh, block Joe Burrow for the next four or five years without without a hair on him. Nobody's gonna touch him. That's what no, I want to close with. I, I was gonna say. I think the biggest thing that unlocked 2015 for me personally the emergence of Tyler Eifert. Like when Eifert got humming in that offense and he had that career like season. I think he almost led. I think Alan Rob beat him out in touchdowns that year, but Eifert was like right there at after him. And I think that's what Pitts is. He's Tyler Eifert, but on a whole other 
athletic level and might be possibly minus the injuries. I don't know. I can't say because he has been hurt sometimes this season. But I think that's what he brings to the table. Like when Tyler Eifert came to us, Tyler Eifert, yes, he could block, but he was a receiver. He could do things other tight ends in this league couldn't do. And that was an element that other teams in our division, they just couldn't account for that. They just could not stop Tyler Eifert at all. What stopped Tyler Eifert was the injuries. It wasn't our AFC North opponents or anything like that. So I think that's what Pitts brings. And I think that that would be huge for our young quarterback is having that safety blanket um, of a tight end. And Tyler Eifert, John, I agree. He was insane. Like Tyler Eifert to me, and it's crazy because I think we overlook how good Jermaine Gresham was, which he was good as well. But Tyler Eifert, when he 2015 Tyler Eifert, oh no, he was up there with like the Travis Kelsey's and the Kittles. It's just a shame right, that the sure. injuries like derail his career. That seam route, that that Andy Dalton, all the time. Hey, hey, Andy Dalton seam route to Eifert is the most unstoppable the catch thing ever. Cam everything. But if y'all, if y'all really, really been, if you really, really watching this, the one thing that we always say, and I always kill people, I said, but they can't make Auden Tate a tight end towards. If y'all go like watch the last two games that Auden Tate played, they they used him like a tight end, and so like we still got him now. That's another thing. Like you, you know, if they could develop him and get him to buy into you know the bulking up a little bit and 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 blocking, I, I he'll ne- he won't be pitched. But right. I, I love the way they used them. It was creative. Like, towards the end, yeah, I didn't think it was possible. Facts, facts. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, I know we got to get back to the families and everything. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We actually had a show last week. We weren't able to post it due to some technical issues. But if you guys want, we'll post that one, too, with this one. We'll post them both together. Uh, as our Christmas gift to you, it is coming off of that Squillers game, but you won't want to miss that at all. Um, so be sure to check both of those out. But Zim, was there anything you wanted to say before we get out of here? A uh, whole lot of orange. Whole lot of orange. Who that? <laughs> Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports, and 